Welcome Harvesters. Thank you for taking the steps to heal your inner child and past trauma. You've chosen to take the journey towards self-love and self-healing. And I'm your host, T. James. So let's start this growing season. and happy harvesting. Welcome to the harvest. If you are a new listener, I am T. Janes, the creator of the Harvest Podcast. And I want to welcome you to this brave space that has been created for those that have gone through or currently going through a spiritual awakening. And you're just trying to navigate through everything, the spiritual journey, and just trying to understand things for yourself but this is where I come in and I pretty much, you're living vicariously through me as I help direct you through my own spiritual and self-love journey. As every episode, we explore various topics that, you know, myself or even you may have gone through and you're understanding now that things need to change. Um, You want to have a better understanding of your thought process, why you feel the way that you feel, why you're being triggered, um, and just so many other things spiritually that you can also apply to your life now. Keep in mind, I am no professional. I do hold a bachelor's degree, but I am no licensed therapist, and I do not know every single thing. So just know that what you are hearing from me, it is coming directly from me and my knowledge and what I've learned and how I apply it in my own life. So please take everything that I say with discernment and use it accordingly to how you may need it. But I want to welcome you back. I want to welcome you here. Um, If this is your first time, I'm so grateful that you decided to take the time just to listen to me and tune in and hear what it is that I have to say. And for those that continue to show support each week that I do drop an episode, whether it's here on Anchor or whether it's on Instagram, thank you for constantly showing your support. I do not take this in vain. I do not take this for granted. And I understand that I do have a purpose and my purpose is to share and live in my truth. And I try to make sure that I do that as authentically as I possibly can, as I hope the same for you. But we have had a very interesting past week, nonetheless. Um, This week has been very interesting. I have continued along with this, you know, this healing journey, I'm continuing to reveal more things about myself that I thought, well, I'm not going to say that I thought was fixed, but more so I thought that I had a better handle on them than than what I did. But apparently not, child, because your girl's been triggered and triggered heavily. But the amazing thing about all of this is me being able to communicate how I feel because it's different when you're alone. <clears throat> when I say alone, when you're in your own space. And it's not that, you know, you don't have anyone around you, but it's different when you have someone in very close proximity to where you can't avoid the things that arise, whether it is between you and another person or just with yourself. But now 
you have to really, really face them and talk about them. And it can be kind of hard, you know, because where you're used to processing things in a certain way, you're now conforming to opening up and allowing someone else in so that way they can have a better perception of what it is that you're dealing with and also it's helping them in the process. So it's almost like, you know, it's a very reciprocal relationship and I'm grateful for the people that I have in my life that continue to show me grace during this process as if I sound a little sluggish or, um, If my voice sounds a little bit deeper than normal, I do apologize. I went to the Black Bar Crawl at a 90s Black Bar Crawl yesterday. And I just, I realized I'm no spring chicken. I'm no spring chicken. I can't drink like I did in my 20s. I have to understand that. Now, I'm pretty sure that, yes, I'm capable of doing so, you know, with proper diet, but... I don't eat horribly. I don't exercise as much as I should. But I also should not feel the way that I feel. <laughs> I also shouldn't feel the way that I feel the next day. And that could possibly be due to my lack of water, even throughout the drinking process. Um, <clears throat> so I have a slight headache, but we're going to push through this episode, okay? Okay, so just know that, you know, If I start to drag a little bit, that's why. That is why. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Today's word of the day is courage. Since we are talking about healing childhood wounds, it does take a lot of courage to do so. And courage means the ability to do something that frightens someone and the strength in the face of grief or pain. And we all end up developing an amount of courage when having to deal with something, you know, throughout our lives, whatever it may be, you know, we're always developing some type of courage. We're mustering up the courage to, whether it's a conversation we need to have with someone or whether we're interviewing for a job that we've always wanted or we're studying for a test that we know is going to be extremely hard. We're always mustering up the courage to do something great in our lives And I know that since starting this healing journey, the themes that have continued to repeat, excuse me, that I've mentioned before on um, previous episodes, you know, inner child, mother wounds, father wounds, self-love, a lot of these things are continuing to happen. And even as of late, my trust issues are being triggered and... Shadow work... It's a bitch. It really is. And anyone who goes through this process with all smiles, what are you doing? What is it that you are doing that is making this process so easy for you? And I know that not everything is going to be easy. And I know that I have to face a lot of these things head on. And it's very courageous of me to do so. But I'm not going to lie and and say that I'm excited about dealing with all of this. And there are times where I'm like, fuck it. Do I really want to heal that bad? And then my inner child always creeps up in my ear and says, yes, bitch. <laughs> my inner child's a cusser. So. <clears throat> but she's like, yes, 
we need you to heal. We need this. And you have made so many strides, girl. Like, why are you going to turn around and throw in the towel now? Please do this for us. Please do not stop. Please continue to heal. We need this. And so that is what continues to keep me in line and keep me moving forward. I do it for them. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. And it's for my inner children because they need me. Um, more than more often than not, the mother wounds, the inner child, and the self-love has definitely been heavier than normal. I recently had a conversation with my mother earlier this month that was much needed and a part of those those wounds that needed to be healed. And it was a very interesting conversation to say the least, but she did let me know that she was uncomfortable because she noticed a change in my mood and my demeanor since I've been doing a lot of this healing, but it's just I've really understood the type of person that she is and I have to love her from a distance. And I even told her this, I mean, like you verbatim said that you will not change for anyone. You have no, you have no plans of changing. This is who you are and this is who you're going to continue to be. And so I have to no longer set expectations and thinking that you're going to change and be someone who I want you to be. I just have to come to that understanding that I will also never receive an apology from you for certain things. And the conversation just went on to her gaslighting me. There was a lot of invalidation, but I stood my ground and I expressed to her how I felt because this was something that needed to be done. And I know that if I continue to ignore saying anything that I was just going to, those cycles were going to continue to repeat. So honestly, as of late, things have gotten a little bit better. Um, while we still don't talk as much as we used to because my aunt and my cousin and my uncle are all sick, which please keep them in your prayer. My aunt and uncle are in the hospital with COVID and my cousin just recently um, was placed in the hospital with pneumonia. So please keep them in your prayers, keep them lifted, keep them protected as I know that my spiritual family will. Um, So I've just been, you know, keeping her uplifted with that. She called me yesterday and let me know about my cousin. And so, you know, I was just, you know, reassuring and affirming with her. And and I asked, you know, was she okay? And she said that, you know, she just wanted to be able to get home so that she could collect her thoughts. And I said, okay, well, yeah, you make sure you do that. And so I'll probably check on her later on today just to see how she's doing, which I was going to have to call anyway, because I have to tell my stepfather happy Father's Day. So speak... Happy Father's Day, everyone, to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I completely forgot to lead with that. I do apologize, which that's probably why I have these reoccurring father wounds that keep coming up that I'm going to have to also fix too. So, (laughs) but please charge it to my head and not my heart. Happy Father's Day to all of the amazing fathers out there. Thank you for stepping in even in times when you did not have to. Thank you for providing guidance and instilling in your sons and daughters that it is okay to be who you are. It is okay to cry. It is okay to want to understand yourself better. Thank you for being that strong figure in our lives and 
just being you. So again, happy Father's Day. So um, even continuing with that <clears throat> that conversation, I she apologized, but it was a half-assed apology. An apology, pretty you know, I apologize if I made you feel. It was one of those apologies. So I didn't accept her apology, and of course she was upset. But you know, like I said, that just. I don't, we don't, we continue not to talk as much as we did, but I still hold space for her. I don't love her any less. I mean, she's my mother. And of course, I'm always going to want to have a closer relationship with my mom. And I'm not saying that she and I have never been close. We actually, we have, but that was based on something completely different. I feel like this new relationship that I am going to have to form with her, like she's going to have to get to know me all over again because I'm, yes, I am her child, but I am no longer a child. And that is something that I think that she's going to have to understand for both of her, both of her children. I mean, her oldest child has two children. So I think there are times where she thinks that we don't know anything, but of course that always goes back to how we were raised or, you know, we were parented how she parented us and she parented how she was parented. So I can't, I can't blame her for certain things because she did the best that she could at the time that she could do it. So even continuing on with that codependency, attachment, abandonment. Yeah. Those are still common themes and constant themes that are going on right now. And I, have been dealing with them a lot better. Honestly, I've been communicating my needs better. I've been letting people know how I feel in the moment. Um, even still understanding what it is that I'm dealing with. I've also been taking the time to, to really, really, really understand them. And not saying that I would graze over my feelings, but you know, even on this journey with doing the work, sometimes we do feel like I don't want to do this. I don't I don't want to do this, but it's important that we do because if we don't, it's going to continue to be the cycles that will continue those karmic cycles, those generational cycles that we have to break. We have to break them. It's inevitable. And if you really want to heal, not just for yourself, but if you do plan on having a family, you want to make sure that you're healing for your partner. You want to make sure that you're healing for the children that you do have if you don't want to be that parent that parented you. You want to break that chain. You want to be able to, you know, parent your children the way that you should, you'd like to without every, you know, all the self-limiting beliefs and everything that you were taught growing up. You want to be able to, to create that, your own story when it comes to that. So, and even in this process is to help me to understand my childhood wounds and triggers as they arise, because there are still things that keep coming up for me. And I mean, just like the other day, I didn't feel like I was heard. I didn't feel like I was being heard and that what I had to say did not matter. And I communicated that. Um, I did respond in a way that I should not have. So I went back and I apologized for my response later, you know, also explaining why I responded the way that I did. And it was very validating to be heard and to be understood and you know, even receiving an apology on, you know, how they responded back to me. So I'm, um, your girl's growing. I'm growing, y'all. I mean, yes, and I'm grateful for it. 
Yes, I said I'm is. But I'm 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 very, very grateful for this process. So the quote of today for today is your trauma is valid even if it happened a long time ago, or people around you say it isn't a big deal. You want me to repeat that for you one more time? Your trauma is valid even if it happened a long time ago or people around you say it isn't a big deal. Because there will be people around you that are going to think that what you went through was not a big deal or they're going to make you feel like what you experienced was not that important or they'll gaslight you and say that you did not experience that or they didn't put you through the things that they put you through. And unfortunately, I have experienced that and I can honestly say that I have also gaslit people before. I have. And while I am not proud to say that, I am living in my truth and I have to also recognize that I was not always the best person to people either. So even though, yes, I'm going through and healing things from my childhood that was done to me, I also have to take into consideration that later on, into my adult years, I also took on a lot of what I learned from my childhood, and I was not always a great friend. I was not always a good partner. You know what I'm saying? So I know that I know that there are people that I still need to ask for forgiveness, just as I ask for forgiveness from from others. You know that may have done something to me. I also have to keep that in mind. But when we think about healing childhood wounds, we look at, you know, not getting our, our needs met, the the push and pull in the relationships that we have, the loss of control, the fear of abandonment, attachment, codependency. We look at all of those types of things within the childhood wounds that we are healing because there were things that we didn't receive. We may not have had a very open parent or caregiver that was emotionally available to us. Um we may have had someone who was trigger warning physically, emotionally, or sexually abusive to us. So there are things within our childhood that we did not receive. And it's not that we did anything wrong as a person. It's just that the person who was providing us with care wasn't capable of giving us the things that we needed. And later in life, we do take on that responsibility and we feel responsible for the fact that someone else wasn't able to give us what it is that we needed. And that wasn't even the case. We can't hold on to that responsibility. The only responsibility that we have is to heal ourselves and anything that comes up for us, recognizing it, understanding it, fixing it, and applying the things that we learn along the way. So that way we can improve our relationships later on down the line. So healing our inner child focuses on uncovering and releasing causes for the the childlike aspect of your personality. Because, you know, like I said before, there were things that I took into my adulthood, you know, learned behavior that I applied to relationships, like particularly my friendships. I I really don't I don't I really don't think that I knew how to be a, a good friend at, at a certain point. I don't think that I was very receptive to the feelings of other people, especially when they came to me. Now, I was always encouraging, you know, and I always push people to do their best. But I feel like sometimes, you know, I will always want people to hear what it was that I was going through. And I would give very limited time to what other people were going through. 
if I explained that correctly. But I um, I don't really feel, feel like I was always a, a good person to, you know, to people in my life, in my life. And I do apologize for that. And all I can do is ask for forgiveness in hopes that, you know, it is received. And if it's not, then it is completely understandable. Trust me. I know because if, you know, someone really did something horrible to me in my life, I, I mean, hence, I didn't accept my own mother's apologies. So <laughs> please do not take that laughter as me laughing at that situation. I laugh in moments of uncomfortability. So, um, forgiveness is definitely a process. So do not feel bad if someone doesn't accept your apology. Don't feel bad at all. Sometimes there are things that we just still need to work through and that they still need to work through. So that's just the process in itself. Um, But knowing that healing our inner child also focuses on reacting to challenges in your adult life as an adult. We want to respond in a childlike way because we are still stuck in that childlike moment. So if it is something that's triggering for us in that moment, we're going to respond how we would have if we were a child. At least I know that that's how it was for me. Lashing out, um, the anger, the, <laughs> the the passive aggressive, the silent treatment. Oh my God. Like I was a narcissist. I, I know that I was. I know that I was. Jesus Christ. But I know that these are all things that I did not heal or wasn't aware that they even needed healing. And it also is like healing your inner child can look a lot like self-care. It is a part of self-care. It is along your self-care journey. It's along your self-love journey. And it helps you to really understand, oh, okay, these are things from my childhood that were not great. Like, I know that I'm... Like, why do I always respond by yelling at people? Where did that come from? Did I have someone in my life that responded that way to me? Why am I, you know, very snappy and quick to respond at the simplest of questions? Is that something that came from my childhood? Possibly so. Possibly so. Possibly so. But this is why we heal. This is why we do the work. This is why we are developing a better understanding of where these things are coming from, from our childhood. And we, we can start now. We can start today. We can start today. And that's all that matters. Just as long as you are able to start and you are able to know what needs healing. That's all that matters. And I'm proud of you for even acknowledging that there is something that does need to change. And we have to encourage each other along this journey because, trust me, being on this alone is not as fun as we think that it might be. So our family should always be a safe and loving community. At least, you know, we think that they should be. But then there are times that they're not. (laughs) Those are times that they're not. So it's like, how do we develop, you know, the strength to even heal our inner child wounds because it's a lot and it it really takes you to a point where you you're like okay these are things that keep coming up I recognize that they're coming up 
where are they coming from? Then that's when, when you do understand where a lot of it is coming from, that's when you're like, oh, okay. And you know, and at a certain point, it is going to make you look at, you know, your caregiver in a completely different light. And you are going to go through a phase where you may not like them. I know that I can only speak personally for me, but I did go through a very short phase where I resented my mother. After, you know, everything that kept coming up for me um, from two years ago up to now, I started to really resent her. I did because there were things like even from the, the physical abuse, not towards me, but, you know, just seeing that, like witnessing that, I started to resent her because I really questioned like, why, why did that happen? And I know that, I know abuse happens. I mean, shit, I worked in an agency that helped children with, you know, deal with these types of issues, the mental health piece and the, I, I see this, I saw it every day. I saw it every single day. And even then I even questioned like, what makes these parents so angry to where they have to lash out on their children the way that they do? What makes a person angry, period, to where you have to be that physically abusive? And I know that these are questions that I may not ever receive answers to, but it was just very, very hurtful as a child for me to have to see that. And I just wanted, even me being younger than my sister, I just wanted to protect her. I wanted to protect her. I wanted to make sure that she was okay and that everything, and let her know that everything was going to be okay. But I know that her healing journey is her healing journey, and those are things that she's going to have to work through on her own. But it did take a long time for me to even understand that there were wounds that needed to be healed because they kept coming up. There were different things that kept coming up for me, and I was trying to understand, like, what the fuck is that? Or what the, why? Okay, what are these feelings? Why, like ill pretty much that's how I felt because it's like why do these keep keep coming up for me and then when I started setting boundaries it's almost like it wasn't even respected you know I went home which I wasn't even going to go home for Thanksgiving and I ended up going and I wish that I hadn't because it was like they completely took my my spiritual healing for a joke they took it for a joke and they didn't respect that at all like, if, if I let you know and I set a boundary that this is something that I don't like, don't fucking do it. Just don't fucking do it. I wanted to say that to her. God knows I wanted to. But I still respect her. I do still respect my mother. I do still recognize that, yes, she is my mother. But there are times where I really want to go smooth off on her. Real talk. I really do. I really, really do. But... We're going to go ahead and we're going to get into how we can heal our inner child wounds with the first being exercise your boundaries by saying no. For a very long time, it took me, it, it took me a really, really, really long time to get to a point to say no and not feel bad about it. Because, you know, they would want me to do things, especially when I had lived back home, like I had plans. And then I would feel bad about the fact that I had plans because I wasn't spending time with my family. But I just realized, like, I didn't like being around them sometimes. And it's not that I didn't like them as people. Sometimes, no, I may not have. 
just as they may not have, you know, they may have felt the exact same way about me, but I, I didn't like being around them sometimes. I didn't, I did not. I wanted to make sure that I was being a present aunt, but some, you know, there was something being around my sister, like sometimes she would just complain or fuss just because air was in, you know, in proximity to her. Like she would just complain. And then, you know, she's always speaking negatively over herself, which is why she lacks. And that's taking nothing away from my sister. But when you're constantly speaking what you do not have over you, you are going to continue to not have. So me coming from no longer wanting to live in survival mode and not having that mindset of lack, you don't want to be around that. And that's all I would hear. Um, And then my mother complaining about my sister and the things that she complains about and just just all the yelling and just, it was just, it was just negative energy that I no longer wanted to be around. And if I wanted to be around people who made me happy or made me excited, then so fucking be it. What, what, why is, why does that bother you? It shouldn't. If anything, you would want me to have an identity outside of my family. And for the longest time, because I had attached my identity to my family and what they wanted me to be in their, you know, beliefs, I didn't know who I was, you know, at a certain point. It's like, you know, when I would attach, you know, my belief system or my identity onto other people, you know, which then created a lot of those attachment relationships. So for a long time, I really didn't have a a good understanding as to who T was. So now that I'm getting to that point, I'm making sure that I'm setting those boundaries for me. So that way saying no to people wasn't something that I felt bad about because it didn't come easy. So I saw something. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about a group think, which is, you know, we believe that when we exercise our boundaries or speak up against, you know, something that we're we're going to be shunned or we're going to be rejected for the boundary that we've set. And a lot of times that does happen. It does happen. Um, You have people that make you feel bad for the decisions that you've made for yourself. And so when that happens, you automatically become that people pleaser. You push aside your own boundaries and what it is that you want to do. So that way you can appease the people around you so that they don't feel bad. So they don't make you feel bad for the decisions that you're making. Or for saying no, because you don't want to, you know, go to this family event where all you're going to be questioned about is when you're going to have a child or when, you know, you're going to get married. When I fucking feel like it. And who said that I wanted to have children? And furthermore, how do you know I, if I can't have children? You don't know if I'm barren. You don't know what the fuck I got going on in my fallopian tubes. So please stay out my pussy, okay? I wish that we had family members that were not as intrusive as they were because, it would make things so much easier. We cannot pick our families. That is for fucking sure. We cannot pick our families. But one thing that we can make sure that we choose is to say no to fuck shit. And we are no longer going to stand up and put up with bullshit from anyone, family, friends, the person that you're sleeping with. None of that shit. The people you work with, no, we're not putting up with any of it anymore. We're going to set those boundaries. We're going to say no. And we're going to stand firm on it because I said what I said. 
Okay. The next thing that you can do to heal your inner, your childhood wounds is to cut away the need to give away your power. So there was something that I saw on Instagram um, and you can follow her at Yasmin Cheyenne on Instagram. And so this post definitely fit how you can heal your childhood wounds. And so with cutting away the need to give away your power, oh, she has these uh, several posts about calling back your energy. So I'm going to read a couple of them, but please make sure that you check out her page and follow her. An amazing page. So a couple of them, I call back my energy when I stop trying to figure out subliminal messages. I call back my energy when I'm honest and clear about my feelings. I call back my energy when I accept people for who they are. I call back my energy when I release any responsibility I believe I have over other people and their lives. And I'm just going to stop there because that one was a very, very good one, which also I feel like segues into the next way of how you can heal your childhood wounds. Have the guts to nurture yourself. Have the guts to nurture yourself. That definitely ties into releasing any responsibility that you feel like you have over someone else. No, put that energy into yourself. Call your energy back to yourself and start nurturing yourself. I view myself as such a, in, neg- in such a negative light that... I really, you know, like I said, I did not know who T was because of what you constantly hear over time. You know, I know that I'm a, I'm an attractive female, but back then I did not think that I was, you know, I didn't think that I was the prettiest. I didn't think that I was the smartest. I didn't have a lot of the emotional awareness that I began to develop now. Um, I was very promiscuous at a, you know, <laughs> well, you know what? I take that back not going to say that I was promiscuous. I did lose my virginity at a young age. I did lose it at 14. And I did go to a, an explore, go through an exploratory phase. I will say that. Um, did I have a, a certain number of partners? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I own that. I own my truth. I know that I had a lot of, um, a lot of partners, but I'm clean. <laughs> I'm clean. And this coochie's still intact. So um I didn't know where I was in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I viewed myself in a very, very negative light. And the only reason why you view yourself in a negative light is because of what you hear. It's because of what people tell you. So calling your energy back to yourself and not taking on what someone else believes you to be or how they perceive you to be or what they say that you are. You don't have to feed into that. Show yourself some grace. I had to learn how to start showing myself more grace because for the things that I've done um, and the strides that I've made even on this healing journey because I've made a lot of, of growth, a lot of growth. And sometimes I did not recognize it, but when you have people around you that recognize that growth, that says a lot. It says a lot. It really does. Um, just celebrate yourself. Be able to 
to reparent yourself, which is going to be a a whole other episode, but you're going to have to start learning how to reparent yourself and showing yourself all of the things that you did not receive, because that's what all childhood, childhood healing is about giving your, giving back to yourself what you did not receive. Another way that you can heal your childhood wounds is acknowledging your strengths more often. Just as, you know, I mentioned before about showing yourself grace, um, I'm now starting to understand my worth and what I bring to the table, not just for others, but for myself. What do I bring to the table for me? And that's something that you should ask yourself. What is it that you bring to the table for yourself? Not for someone else. I mean, eventually, yes, it's going to get to that point, but what is it, what do you bring to the table for you? Where do you hold space for yourself? How much room do you make for you? We're always putting ourselves out there for other people, overexerting ourselves, but when do we make room for us? When do we give back to us? When do we call back our own energy? And a lot of times we don't. We don't make room for ourselves. And I have more strengths than I I need to give myself credit for. I'm able to trust my intuition more. I'm good at problem solving. Even times where I may feel like I don't have a clue as to what the fuck I'm doing, I feel like I'm really good at problem solving for other people. I'm really great at brainstorming when it comes to collective ideas with other people. I just helped my homegirl Marge yesterday um, come up with an idea for how she can make money for her life coaching services that she's going to be providing. So be on the lookout for Thank You LLC. It's going to be providing great life coaching work for high school, I think middle school and high school age children, um, helping them to develop self-development. So that way when they do become an adult, they'll have all of these life skills that they've been able to learn as far as managing money, emotional regulation. So be on the lookout. Um, my homegirl Marge is definitely going to be putting some some shit on the book. So you will definitely be seeing more of that as things start to come to fruition. But I was helping her to come up with ideas for her Patreon on how she can have, you know, bring in money for the services that she's going to be providing. I mean, I'm great at helping other people come up with ideas and like even for myself. And I'm, regardless of what goes on or how bad shit may be. I'm very optimistic. I'm very, and I've always been very optimistic. I've always looked at, you know, having a silver lining and a lot of things. I've, I, I really have, I really, really have. And to me, those are things that I need to start embracing a lot more I, and, and acknowledging a lot more strengths that I possess because I, you know, I always say that I know my strengths and my weaknesses, but I'm always quick to point out the weaknesses rather than the strengths. So I encourage you to do the same, to acknowledge your strengths. Please acknowledge your strengths because you are more awesome than what you think you are. Also embrace your inner father. Yay. Embrace your inner father. Now, to me, I feel like that taps into the divine masculine that we all possess. And you're going to be able to harness both of those energies, both the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So what the um, 
divine masculine. It represents strength and action. It's the yang side of the universal flame. So like with the twin flame, um, it is very energy conscious. It has energy consciousness. And in contrast to the divine feminine, which is the energy of the creative life force. So with tapping into your divine masculine, you're thinking more logically you have a better understanding of your independence. You're, you know, you're very headstrong, but not in a way you, that you're using it to be, um, that you're trying to overrule someone. So considering, you know, my father wounds, this is something that is always going to be popping up because my biological father wasn't very active in my life. So I do feel like sometimes I sought out and my partner, how they could take care of me and how I could attach onto them. And, you know, I, I realized, you know, I was very codependent and attached to some of my partners, especially if, you know, if we were in a relationship, you know, I was very, very attached to attached to them. But there's times where I, always, I didn't feel like I was very validated or heard. So to me, I feel like that taps a lot into me having to heal those father wounds, which is, you know, it's not a bad thing, but embracing, you know, that inner masculinity and fighting for your rights, standing up for what you believe in. If you feel like you're not being heard, stand up for yourself. If you feel like you're being taken advantage of, fuck that, stand up for yourself, protect your heart. And if need be cut out, cut the people or cut the things out of your life, that's no longer serving you. If it's not bringing you any inner peace, Cut it out your life. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need them. You don't need that. So don't even waste your time with continuing to hold on to things that are no longer bringing you the inner peace and joy that you know that resides within you. And talk to yourself. Discover why you feel the way you feel and why you why you have why you feel this why do you feel the need to be mean to yourself? Why aren't you showing yourself grace? Those are the different things that you're going to have to explore during this piece of healing your, your inner father. And it's very important that we do that. I mean, even we know with healing, you know, your, your childhood and your mother wounds, all of I feel like all of this plays a major role in it because the way that you speak to yourself plays a major role in what you think about yourself. Because if you think it, you're going to believe it. And when you believe it, you start to apply it. And we don't want to apply anything negative in our lives. And lastly, um, stay receptive and open to the possibility. You know, don't let your heart get hardened because of things that have happened in the past, which is something that I also had to realize for myself. Allow the pain of the past to make you stronger because that's all it's going to do. It's going to be an internal fight and you're going to want to avoid the darkness of the shadow work. But it is important that you do it because when you do it, you do it well. And when you do it well, you do it better because you're going to be growing. And once you stop growing, you are dead. And we don't want to be dying out here in these streets because we are refusing to do the work that needs to be done in our lives. I know that I am not going to stop watering myself because I want to continue to grow. And as many times as I feel like this shit is getting hard, I have to make sure that I am holding the hands of my inner children throughout this process because they are counting on me and I'm counting on myself. And yeah. So with all of that, I know that, you know, all of this is easier said than done. And, and when you have the right support system, 
It's going to help with validating you. And you have the right to that support system and those people in your life that are going to validate you. So even if you have to seek professional help through a therapist, do it. It is nothing wrong with that because we can't do this all by ourselves and we can't expect for our tribe to, I mean, granted, yes, they're going to be there to uplift us, but if there's other means of help that we can receive, definitely make sure that you are tapping into that resource. What's important is that you're moving forward now so you won't always have to protect yourself repeatedly because that's what's going to happen. We're going to end up um, repeatedly protecting ourselves because of the things that we haven't fixed. And once we are aware of what continues to arise for us, that's what's going to make this healing journey so much better. So I encourage you to please, please, please take the time out to do what's best for you. And as always, I am so grateful that you decided to stop back by and go down this journey of healing and self-love with me as we decided to talk about healing our childhood wounds today. I know this is something that is not easy for us all, but know that you are not alone in this journey. I also deal with a lot of this shit that I talk about. So one thing that I do make sure that I am doing is applying the work that I talk about. And I hope that you are taking enough out of this that it is helpful for you and that you are going to continue to heal and know that you are an amazing person. Continue to keep your eye out for, you know, things happening on my Instagram page. Also with Clubhouse, our next group is going to be next Tuesday at 730 Eastern Standard Time. Affirm with intention. And if that's it, then... I will see you guys next time for episode 17. Happy harvesting. Thank you for taking this journey with me today. Remember, the seeds you've planted today will harvest your healing and loving yourself more and more each day. Happy harvesting.